All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, be honest, I don't even know what episode of the podcast it is. I think it's 32 or 33, but we have a fantastic guest tonight, Joshua Chin, uh, world junior champ and Harvard swimming commit. Um, thanks for joining us. Yeah, no problem. It's awesome. So one of the reasons I reached out to you is because I saw your relation to Iowa. Um, I live in Iowa right now. I go to school in Cedar Falls at the University of Northern Iowa. But um, I saw, so were you born in Iowa or were you like, did you move to Iowa? Can I tell us the backstory behind that? No. So I was born actually in Pennsylvania. I've been kind of all over the country. Okay. um, I've lived the most of my life that I can remember in Iowa. Okay. That's kind of all that matters. I mean... Obviously, I some of my childhood I was in Texas actually. Okay. Um, some of it I was in Pennsylvania, but most of what I remember, like middle school, high school, I was all in Iowa. So I consider myself an Iowa kid. So. There we go. That was my question. I was like, "Do you consider yourself yeah. an Iowa?" Um. So talk a little bit about kind of your general thoughts on the state of Iowa as someone that's moved around a lot. Um. Do you like it better compared to other things? Not as much. And the, talk about swimming, swimming in Iowa. How is how would you describe like the swimming culture of Iowa to someone that's not that doesn't live here? Let me think about this. Um, obviously, there's not many people. You can easily see that. And um, I guess purely statistically, the um it's not as fast as say maybe Texas or California or some of those big hotter countries. Um, but I found a really good community in where I lived. And um, part of that was because I lived in such a small town and um, we only had one high school that had a swim team. And that high school was also connected to our club team, basically. Gotcha. So, Unlike some of these um, bigger states or bigger cities like where I live now, where um, there's maybe five or ten club teams in this in this in the city, right? And um, they like spread all over the place during high school season. They might um, intermingle. Say um, this person dislikes this team or something and just moves to a different team or something like that. Right. It's not possible in Iowa. Um, or at least Ames, where I grew up. Right, right. And so we created this really, really, really tight community within both high school season and club team. Because generally, um, if you were committed enough to swim during club, you would swim during high school. And since right. there was one of each, you could, um, you, you always had the same teammates. So For then sure. whether it was school, or a club team, it became just really, really close. And that's what I loved most about, um, I guess, training in a smaller town. Right. Um, I also had a great coach, um, taught me a lot of the things I know today. And, um, but honestly, yeah, I'd say the super close community was the biggest thing or the biggest difference, I guess. For sure. Now, did your was your high school coach the same coach as your club coach? Um, no, it wasn't actually. Okay. Yeah. Um, which is a little bit difficult to get used to, I will admit. But um we got there, you know. <laughs> For sure. We moved with it. 
And um, there's a lot of problems generally with club team and high school teams, especially now that in a bigger city, um, a lot of kids and a lot of parents want to train with, say, only a club team, and then they don't want to do high school or they try to compromise and stuff. But in Ames, I mean, it might have been different coaches, but because it was so small, once again, the coaches were really, really close. They were like really good friends with each other and they would communicate they would even exchange sets and exchange like thoughts about different swimmers so you have two different coaches and that might be hard to get used to but you also have um strong connection between the both of them unlike yeah. say some other places i don't know um so then you kind of get the same sets you kind of get the same type of training and even if it is different, um, I mean, change is always good. You get a little bit of variety between your sets and stuff is a really good thing. For sure. I can relate to you a little bit about the kind of the small town feel and how, you know, you have your club teammates and then they're like the same teammates for your high school team. Mm -hmm. I come from a town yeah, that's yeah. like 50,000. I'm, I'm not from Iowa originally, I'm from Nebraska. But um, we had the same the same kids in the club, but always from high school. And our coach actually was the same for high school and and club. So it was like I totally get where you're coming yeah, from. No, the really same cool. thing. Yeah, I think yeah. like Iowa is like kind of Iowa and Nebraska. Like it always seems like we have like we've had like big names coming out of the out of the state and swimming, but like yeah. just maybe the overall depth isn't there from like one to. 16 but like there's yeah, yeah. been like lots of good names to come out i went you're one of them right here so yeah <laughs> so believe in did... iowa you say what it works believe in iowa training it works hey, there we go there we go <laughs> are you um a cyclone fan um sadly i've never done much sports outside of swimming okay. and i've never like watched much of it gotcha um part of that is because I guess my parents aren't super into football, basketball, stuff like that. But I have watched the occasional game with my friends. Um, I think I've been to one in-person game, like yeah. basketball game. But I'm not super, super involved. I would go to sometimes some of these tailgates and stuff during yeah. football games um, just to go hang out with my friends. But I wasn't there for the football, I'm going to be honest. There you go. <laughs> Well, I'm glad yeah. to hear you're not a Cyclone fan because I'm a Hawkeye fan. Yeah, they're, so. they're big beef. Yep. Uh -huh. I, I was at the I was at the game last night, the Iowa game last night, so it was a good time. Oh, really? Nice. We, we got the dub. I so. go. We won. Nice. We were doing horrible. Our quarterback got um taken out in like the first quarter, and then but we had like a 70 yard punt return for a touchdown that like kind of sealed the deal for nice, us. Nice. It, it was crazy. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Destro Machines. Unlock your true swimming potential with the ultimate training companion, the Destro Swim Tower. Designed by a former Olympic trials contender, this tower brings elite power resistance training to all swimmers, regardless of budget. Their swim meter timer adds precision to your reps, making practice both competitive and thrilling. Safety is paramount. Experience unmatched stability and sleek design. The marine grade pulleys ensure smooth resistance, no more rope hassle. Crafted with pride in the USA, the Destro Tower is your path to greatness. Elevate your training today and make waves like never before. So kind of transitioning, so up to your junior year, you're in Iowa, right? You swim high school, swimming, you went state there. 
how'd you end up out in back in Texas then? Um, so it's kind of, I guess, a little bit of a coincidence. Uh-huh. But um, so my dad got he he's a professor first of all. Okay. And he does um research at Iowa State. Okay. Yeah. And so he had the opportunity to go um use this sciencey machine. I have no idea what he's talking about yeah. when he talks about it. But um he had choices to go three different places in the country. And so um obviously we also took that as an opportunity for me to I guess kind of jump to the next level of swimming. For sure. Um and kind of reach for a goal senior year and especially Olympic year. Mm-hmm. And so um we chose, we looked around for different clubs and stuff, and we chose to land in Dallas for two reasons. <laughs> so the first reason is um, we've lived here before, actually. Okay. So I mentioned earlier that I've lived in Pennsylvania, in Dallas. And so I think when I was like maybe four, I, I can't confirm that, but when I was really young, yeah, I'm in Pennsylvania to dallas texas and i've lived here for a couple of years maybe like five or six years and so we knew we know the area really well we know the supermarkets we know um kind of some people around here too and we have some uh, family friends here and then um so it was a good place to kind of be familiar with and then the second reason was because um my mom was doing some digging and she found um a coach that really specialized in the kind of training I really needed. Yeah. And so just off on a tangent real quick about kind yeah. of my swimming. Um I've always been more of a endurance athlete and if you've ever seen my um swims maybe at worlds or something you see that I had a 2 second differential. I mean I back half the crap out of that race. Right. And um that's always been kind of my thing where yeah. I have good efficiency in the water. I have some good technique um, and I have good endurance, but I've never found the ability to just get into it. Just like have a lot of explosiveness um, and just, just like sprint a 50 or sprint a 25 really, really quickly. Right. And so my short course as a result has always been kind of, kind of lacking compared to my long course. Um, and so back to what I was talking about, um this coach that i'm training with now my mom would dig some digging around and he found coley stickles Uh um kind of a controversial coach but um his training works and um it's really unique um really different from what i was doing which was a ton of yards back in iowa and then it also incorporated kind of what i was lacking which was more of the sprint explosiveness, kind of more the general athletic ability on land um, rather than just being able to swim like 10,000 yards a day in the water. For sure. And so those were the two reasons we mainly moved here. Gotcha. So like you said that this um, with Texas, Ford Aquatics, is that where you are right now? Yes. That's like a lot, um, lot less yardage. Mm-hmm. What yeah. else would you say? Like maybe some, uh, the main differences are maybe an example oh, of like so I said, or yeah, just give me a feel. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So I don't think I swam over a 200 in a row since May. Wow. <laughs> Which is absolutely crazy to say. Yeah. Because we'd be easily hitting some 7K, 8K yard days um, in Iowa. And that's kind of how the general country trains, right? right. Yards. You want to swim, well, swim lots of yards to get fast, right? And here um, on longer aerobic days, maybe we'd be hitting five or 6K on like threshold long aerobic days. And that's yards. And so it's a ton of... um. I guess more quality over quantity, not yeah. that quality was a thing that we were really, really lacking back in Iowa, obviously, but it was more about say a 25 or a 15 that was just absolutely locked in and like everything had to be perfect and just worked on that muscle fast, much muscle twitch movement. Um, super unique type of drills that I've never seen before. It took me quite a while to get used to. Um, and lots of dry land incorporated to it. So I'll give you an example here. Yeah. I think we did this last week where it was a power day and we would do um, some chords, like two chords, triple wrapped on the blocks um, and then come back and then it was like slide over a lane into this weird contraption he had made on the lane lines, a slingshot. And then where you would slingshot into the wall, come back a little bit, slingshot back into the wall and then turn and then go under it. And then get out of the water, do a running dive with some underwaters, get out. And then we have a turf next to our pool where we'd like jump out of the water um, 20 jump rope, do some TRX dry land stuff, run down the turf, run back, do some maybe somersaults and stuff. And then that'd be a circuit. Right. And then since everyone around you was like pushing you and stuff and trying to get you to go faster through the circuit, it wasn't like you got the aerobic component of it too, which was funny Yeah, since it was all short burst movements. Um, but like you were, you were absolutely hammered once you got out of the water, right? You still got that aerobic component because everyone's forcing you to like, say, run from the turf quickly over to the um, cords or quickly over to the slingshot or something like that. Um, so your heart rate was constantly up with these slight bursts into the red, which is, it was a really interesting set. <laughs> that sounds crazy. That sounds fun. Um, yeah. Definitely would keep on your toes to know what's next. Mm -hmm, um exactly. what's who else do you, um kind of trains down there like is jacob malachek training down there you know that name yes yeah um so i think we have five six maybe five or six pros right now yeah and, and some of the faster um high schoolers are also training with the pros during like the pro practices in the mornings yeah and that includes me so um, I'm training with uh, Jacob Malachek, Matt King, um, some of those guys. Nice. And that's totally unique experience to, to be training with like these elite athletes that have been in the field for so long already. It just gives you a whole new perspective on like looking at the sport in general. For sure. Yeah. Jacob is, we had him on our podcast 
I think mm-hmm. he was like episode two, maybe. Um, okay, yeah, because <laughs> he's he's from Nebraska. He's from Nebraska oh, yeah. originally. Um, and yeah, so back when we had him on, he he was just he was back in Nebraska coaching, and then kind of after a little while after our episode, I think he moved down to Texas to the train and i was just kind of looking at some of his times and like man he his progress has just like been crazy i think he had like a pr a couple of prs in there like lifetime prs so it's like dang it what's ever going yeah, down at texas Ford aquatics is something special <laughs> yeah it's 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 been really good what is um what was the decision to kind of swim at at harvard to commit to harvard yeah um so I went, I maxed out my, um, college visits back yeah. when you you only capped at five. I think they removed that. You can go to as many as you want now. Really? That's sweet. So. Yeah. That's what I heard. <laughs> um, if that was me, I would have gone, would have gone to so many, Yeah. But I maxed out my five and, um, I've always been a good student. I've always been like academically on point. And, um, that's largely influenced by my parents. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, I've always been a good student and I've always considered, um, some of the Ivies to be kind of where my aim was going. Um, so my college visits were at Cal, Yale, Princeton, um, Harvard and Stanford. So Great. largely, yeah, very academic. And then um, obviously really good swim programs as well, but For sure. largely academically driven. Um, I mean, three out of the five were Ivies. So yeah, that's very unique. That <laughs> Yeah, you could three out of the five Ivies. Yeah. Um, but at the end, I landed on Harvard because um, I really, really enjoyed the visit. And I love the dynamic I had with the coach and um, not to say the other coaches didn't care, you know, (laughs) obviously they care, but he seemed to have kind of a charm while emailing and stuff with him. He only did email. Like if you, if you talk to that guy, he will only email you. He's texting (laughs) me once and that was the first time I ever saw him or met him. Um, And so he just had a way of like kind of caring about your stroke. He was the only person actually that when I emailed him, I was interested. He asked for a video of my stroke and he asked for um, kind of more information on um, who I was, kind of what my stroke looked like, um, weaknesses, strengths, kind of those things. And so (laughs) that really made an impact on my choices and also um he's extremely academically driven um obviously at harvard it's a really academic prestigious school and so um study is going to take a big focus but i remember him saying to me on the visit that um no matter how fast i was going to get I would still have to find a way after my career ended at some point to um, have a career after that, right? To continue working, continue 
um, pursuing other goals in my life besides swimming. Cause obviously I'm not going to do this forever. Right. I would love to continue doing it on and on and on forever, but right. my body won't allow that. Right. So um, that really hit home for me where I was like, that's so true. Like I need to um, take my studies into consideration academically. And he seemed like the person that would support both my swimming and my studying at the same time without giving up either one of them. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. I One of my good friends, he goes to Harvard uh, and swims there. So Jonathan Novinsky is a yep. junior there yeah, I know. this year. There we go. So he grew up, we grew up like half a mile or maybe a mile apart. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, so. That's really cool. Right when I, yeah, I went up there, let's see, a couple, couple of years ago and I, I watched one of his mates, so. Harvard is crazy. Place. Really cool, yeah. Pretty cool. Well, let, let's talk about worlds. Um, first off, congrats on the world championship. That's freaking hype and and pretty awesome. Um, incredible Thank achievement. You so much. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just kind of take us to the meet. What'd you think of Israel? And um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Israel, awesome place. Um, would probably like to maybe go on vacation there. Once I'm older, experience kind of what it's like outside of the pool, because um, as pr as pretty as it was, we never really got to go outside that much. We were kind of just transported between hotel and pool, hotel mm. and pool, hotel yeah. And pool. Um, but absolutely gorgeous view from the hotel we were stayed at, and man, I was tempted to go out and like go on the beach and stuff, but. I mean, rules are the rules. We weren't allowed to go out. Yeah. But um, it was a super unique experience, obviously, world. And um, it was my first time ever being on such a big international stage. Yeah. And seeing so many different countries was absolutely crazy. It kind of dawned on me on one of the warm-up sessions on the first couple of days that I was like, there's – different countries over there it's not just the u.s it's like yeah. all over the entire world and that was absolutely insane to me um and i made it one of my goals to talk to a different country like every single day and nice before the meet kicked off um i was actually able to eat dinner with a different country um almost like every single night and that was a really cool experience to just um see a culture outside of maybe just the tv you sometimes watch and get to experience kind of like what their training is like um what they're doing and like how different for sure what are some what are some of the people and uh countries you, you ate with if you remember let me think here um i ate with tanzania and we ate with south africa um Israel, um, some of the Chinese guys, um, I don't remember outside of that. I talked to some of the Australians, Korean guys, um, I forgot what country he was from, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Um, but just a lot of people that I talked with and just like bonded with. It was like, awesome. Yeah, that that's pretty 
that's an awesome experience and um that's cool you went out you went out of your comfort zone and kind of met met a lot of people i always remember that mm-hmm. what is talk a little bit about the swimming the talk about that 100 breaststroke kind of maybe prelim semis finals yeah um i don't i don't remember any of the races <laughs> Like that was the first thing I told my parents when I got back. I was like, "Man, I wish I could remember those races, but the that adrenaline rush just deletes your memory. Like you just don't remember anything." Um, remember walking into the ready room and then adrenaline shooting up, and then I remember getting out of the water. <laughs> there you go. Especially on that final relay. Yeah. Um. I had just finished the 50 breast and being behind those blocks, final event of the entire meet, um, finals. And it was, it was absolutely insane. Like the whole back of my neck, my forearms. Um, I remember my chest was partly completely numb. Um, like, you know, you get that feeling when you lay on your arm for too long and it's all like, jittery. yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah. Hard to describe so it's to sleep yeah that was like that except like my entire upper body felt that way um i don't know if that was adrenaline or maybe i'd hit myself too much trying to get ready but there you go. <laughs> it was amazing um and just that team energy i had never felt before for sure um but yeah sweet what about like um one double oh point seven was that something that like um you knew like your confidence that you'd be down to that because that was a pretty nice pr for you wasn't it yeah um let me think here i mean i think my goal going into the meet was one double oh low okay and obviously that big drop but i had trust in the training i had trust in kind of the changes i had made over the summer um to get to that point and so um and i had felt really really good in the water doing more bumps and stuff the couple of days prior and um i mean 1007 way more than i could have possibly asked for um Obviously, I don't want to say I wanted more because, like, I want to feel um, gratitude for what I had already accomplished. I've already accomplished, but um, I would have obviously loved to get under the minute mark. That was kind of where um, my heart sat at the entire time. But um, I think there's plenty of things to improve on in the race, and I think there's. Um, lots of things that could have impacted kind of those just those tiny little changes i could have made and learned throughout the meet for sure what what are maybe a couple things um like after you rewatch it or something say oh, maybe yeah. i could have gotten a little bit from there yeah so um going back to what i was saying before explosiveness like my starts if you watch the race especially on the 100 um finals i came out of the water probably about a 
three quarters of a body length behind the person who was next to me. And so um, I took the first 50, obviously, pretty easily. And then I had to really work to catch back up. So my start, I think, could be improved greatly. And um, I think finals, I stuck a little bit too much to my race plan. And I went out a little bit too easily. Um, 1007 going 29-1 on the first 50. Wow. Is a, <laughs> yeah, it's a... It's a little bit funny, right? Um, what what place were you in at the first fifty? I was six. You were six. six. Yeah, wow. and um, I was six by quite a bit too. Yeah. Um. So I, I had to work to really catch back up, and so I think a lot could be improved on um kind of working off of that adrenaline instead of just focusing on my race plan of going out nice and smooth, nice and easy and coming back to hammer it. I think I could have um, just utilized that adrenaline, that huge rush I got and just like went after it more. And that was kind of what I did on the relay. I was um, 002 with a point like five reaction time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. And I, t I took it out like, I think 28.6 or 28.5 or something like that. Right. So, um, yeah, I think I learned from that experience. And then even looking back on the relay leg, I think there's still more things like um, the way I broke out, my feet hit the air on both breakouts and kind of just little changes I can tweak um, before my next meets. Try For to sure. Get under that minute mark that elusive minute mark there you go yeah. well i saw your your celebration it was kind of iconic in the in the swimming community it's just scrolling twitter everyone's you got the you got the double fist like kind of smashing the water yeah. what's the was that all just like heat of the moment you're just freaking hyped you, you won worlds or like is that like a go-to celebration so, yeah. for you or what um mostly heat in the moment um Sweet. I've never known, really thought about how was, I was going to celebrate, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but yeah, I saw the time and I was like, kicked up and then just like slammed my fist down. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got, I got pretty high. <laughs> Did you? I, yeah. My legs were surprisingly not dead, I guess. There you to go. Get that high. That's sweet. So what about the. So you win the hundred. Um, you didn't swim the two hundred breaststroke this meet. No, I did not. I missed. Um, I missed the chance to at I think it was nationals a couple okay. months ago. But yeah, I would have loved to swim it though. <laughs> yeah, because your best time is what like two twelve? Is that right? Yeah. So that would like you would have been right in the mix. Yeah, for, for the title for sure. You know, I don't, I don't want to go out of my way to say it, but yeah, I think I could have been around probably two ten, because sure. I was, um, I was untapered for my two twelve, and it was, it was a messy race. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, I came, I, I went out way too slow in that race. But yeah. How How do you split like the, the two hundred? Um, like when you went two twelve, do you remember like what your first one hundred was versus your second one hundred? Let me think here. I think I was 
I think I was um thirty point mid going out, and then I was um like thirty four high, thirty four high, and then like thirty two mid in the last fifty. There you go. It was it was a pretty messy race. I'm gonna be honest. Um, and my stroke rates. Hear this. It was um I think it was eleven. 13 14 and then like 21 wow <laughs> i had way too much energy left i was just like spinning my wheels off for but sure yeah. so kind of translating into like you know you talk a lot about how you can um you back half a lot of things you're working on like getting getting into your speed how i mean you still got what are you fourth place in the 50 is that where yeah, you were? Yeah. yeah that's, that's um cool. yeah, congrats on that. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank um you. talk a little bit about maybe just like the full on sprint, the breaststroke, and like maybe what some things you worked on um to find that fast speed right right away. Yeah. Um as my coach has been drilling into my head over and over again, stroke rate, stroke rate, stroke rate, right? Um for the hundred breast. Um, I was probably out like a one seven tempo. And then even the 50 breast, I think I was like one, one. And most people were maybe like 0.9. Um, and I just like, I physically, like I try to as much as I can. And I've been working on it a lot. It's gotten so much better, but, um, I can't get my stroke rate up. And part of the reason of that is because my kick is really really wide and it's it's an efficient kick um but it's really wide and um it takes up a lot of drag so then it takes a while after i complete my pull to kick and then that kind of causes um my entire stroke to my stroke timing to be a little off when i try to just go and my stroke great so I, I generally um i'd say main the 200 breast just because um, I have a really good line and I can just ride that line and stay as efficient as possible without taking any strokes. Um, and so like say that 200 breast that summer juniors where I went to 12. Yeah. Um, I was 11 strokes out with a 30 point, which was, which is pretty good um, compared to being stay double the strokes, but only two seconds faster. Um, like what I did at Worlds, which was what, like 28-1 with like maybe 25 strokes or something like that. So I'm just, my, the whole um, strength, I guess, of my stroke is I'm able, I'm really efficient and I'm able, able to ride that line really well through the water. And um, I don't have a lot of power, like explosiveness, um, or I guess, general strength like weight training type strength and so i'm not able to just absolutely grab the water and rip it behind me and say blast like a 26 or something in a 50 breast right and so afterwards i came back um my coaches finally allowed me to start training weights um and so i'm doing some weight training now easing into it um tons of power training as usual lots of explosive and um, tempo trainer work. And so it's going to get a lot better, I think. Um, and obviously I'm still going to play by my strengths, play by my um, efficiency and stuff, but I hope I can 
be able to sprint a 50 breast and like have kind of more linear progression towards more strokes and more um, and faster speed instead of kind of um, adding more strokes and more energy into my um, stroke and having the speed um, increase exponentially drop off. For sure. Um, at, at Texas Ford Aquatics, kind of leading up to this Olympic year, are you, are you going to be like, or in even just kind of previous year, are you like kind of mostly focused on long course throughout the year or do, or yeah. do you kind of have like a full short course season you're still going to do this year? Or is it just kind of, um, you're going to focus on long course through the Olympic year? Yeah. So, um, I'm going to go to some short course meets, yeah. but, and I'm still training generally short course just because um our pool only kind of allows that in the time um but in the mornings with the pros um i'm able to train long course so i'm able to get let's see like three out of three out of how many like eight practices a week i'm able to train long course and um, get some good long course pace and yardage in but um meets wise our shave taper meets which i think there's only going to be one so it's all training all steam ahead for trials um but that one is probably going to be long course and we probably aren't going to shave or taper for any short course meets at all at least that i know of that's right yeah what what are you like most excited about for indianapolis Oof, everything. Yeah. I mean, um, I've been to trials 2021. I had yeah. the opportunity. I barely snuck in there with the um, wave one cut. And I was able to just gather, just like take that all in when I was at such a young age. And um, it's absolutely something I want to experience again. And hopefully competing at some of these pro meets. Um, some of these pro series and stuff over the course of the season will give me the chance to like kind of get used to training or competing at like bigger meets with all these big names like Nick Fink and Cody Miller and these really veterans. Right. Um, so I won't be as anxious during trials. For sure. But, um, man, I'm looking forward to everything. Um I'm tunnel visioning through uh, to Olympic trials. I'm like, everything's just pointed towards it. Yeah. Well, that's cool that 2024 is like kind of your senior year of high school. You're able to focus on long course throughout the, throughout the year. Cause you know, if you, you go swim at a, if it was your freshman year of college, I mean, you got the whole short course season and then you're, you're yeah. tapering mm-hmm. down for, um, you know, NCAAs and, and such throughout the year. What do you, are you focused more on one or the other event, like the 100 breaststroke versus the 200 breaststroke, or is he just trained for both? Like, I think, yeah, tr- I'm, I think I'm going to train for both probably. Um, I, I mean, kind of our training in general is more geared towards 100 events, I'd say. Yeah. Just so power and explosive based. Um, but I think I have that kind of base endurance enough for me to be able to take that 100 breast training and transfer that really really well into 200 breast training for sure what do you think makes the team um what what does someone have to go to make the team in the 100 and 200 
Oof. Yeah, I've done my research on this. Yeah. So um, Hunter Breast, to make the team, I'd say you probably have to be like 58 low. Okay. Right. Um, Top three is probably going to be like 58, maybe like seven, 58, six, I'd say. Yeah. It's going to be a fast event. But um, I think I can be somewhere around that in the 100 breast. I'm hoping to break 59 um like semis or something and then yeah. i can try to slide in there from kind of the outer lanes and try to get in there with them um 200 breast it'll take at least 208 to make the team and i mean i, I think i think i can get there especially in the 200 for sure um, yeah but 208 taped into my brain there you go that's height well i'll be rooting you on for sure um yeah 208 um 20801 i think also happens to be the world junior record okay so we'll see let's see we'll see if i get there 5901 is also the 100 breast junior record yeah so, wow. trying so to get the are you seven are you 17 right now then yes i'm about to turn 18 in one or two months though pretty soon gotcha mm -hmm. so okay and then so you'd be 18 at trials and yes, yes you got it all the way yeah cool that's sweet um well i think just to wrap it up i got kind of some um rapid fire questions um unless yeah. you got anything else you want to add um oh uh, nothing much Let's all it. right there we go so favorite person you swam with Oof. Rapid fire. <laughs> Are you gonna think about it? It's all good. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Favorite person I've swam with. Man, I can't answer that. I really don't know. Like... Uh, that's all right. No worries. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll move forward. Um, favorite meat snack. So what are you snacking on at a swim meet? Yeah, I got addicted to those um, Gatorade energy chews, the Cliff energy chews. Okay. The, um, small kind of jelly-like substance. They're like green kind of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're I, I down like two or three of those in the ready room. There you go. <laughs> uh, favorite pool? Um, Irvine. Irvine, California, the Summer Junior Nationals pool. Love that pool absolutely great and i've always had really good competition in there too gotcha um, this is a rapid fire but i want to ask you this what are you thinking about uh majoring in at, at harvard yeah um probably economics um maybe a minor in cs and something because ai is just so fire right now but um yeah i've always been interested in kind of business and economics gotcha so like ideal dream job Dream job is to um, run a business. Nice. Kind of run a startup and then build that from the ground up. That'd be really cool. That's sweet. Well, I bet you have lots of opportunities at Harvard. There's some some names yeah, that have made yeah. a couple successful businesses there. Yeah. So, um, if you could swim with anyone, dead or alive, I, I always tell people you can. George Washington can swim laps with you, or mm -hmm. it's Michael Phelps. It's whoever you want. Who who are you swimming with? 
I would love to do a practice with Leo Marchand. All right, <laughs> there we go. Well, you, you should, you'll probably uh, be racing him. Absolutely whoop me, but you know, I would love to practice with him. He seems like a cool guy. Or maybe yeah. David Popovich. That'd be sweet. Yeah. You know, people usually get stumped on that one. So that was that was a good, good answer. Quick, quick response. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And then the kind of last question we ask all of our guests, what's one piece of advice you'd give to someone? Ooh. Um, it's kind of a generic one, but trust the process, um, and trust that kind of wherever you are, I guess this is coming from my roots being kind of in a smaller state, but wherever you are, like really top level athletes, top level of whatever you're doing, come out of that state or kind of come out of that area and so like take the opportunities you have and run with them like see where you can go with what you already have all right i like it all right well that wraps up um the episode thanks for cool. thanks for joining me and congrats on once again on an incredible world championships mm -hmm. and um thank you so much yeah